connections between Italian and American cultures go back generations. But even in our media-saturated, globalized 21st century, our societies are still very different. Joining us right now on Travel with Rick Steves to examine the social and cultural challenges women face in today's Italy are three women who run their own businesses as tour guides. They each have a foot in both cultures with the expectations of a modern American woman integrated into the traditions and old-world setting of today's Italy. Lisa Anderson and Nina Bernardo are American-born. Lisa married an Italian, and they're raising their family in a small town in northern Italy, where her husband grew up. Nina Bernardo went back to Italy to explore her family roots, and for the past 15 years, she's made Rome her home base. And Francesca Caruso joins us to share her perspective as a citizen of Rome who was raised in Italy with the dual identity of an Italian father and an American mother. The stereotypes we hold about a place often have some basis in reality. For example, as an outsider visiting Italy, it's easy to notice the cliché of an Italian man making obvious gestures as every pretty girl walks by, maybe even whistling or giving a cat call. Is this just a cute holdover from days gone by, or is it actually one of the things that suggests that women in Italy do have bigger challenges in terms of how they're perceived and treated? Francesca, how do you feel about this? I think that what I would like to convey is what a struggle it is to be a woman in Italy today and what we have to fight against and what stereotypes we have to fight against. And within how, Italy? Within Italy and, and how hard it is to have a decent life as, as a woman. What are the stereotypes? If I'm sort of an Archie Bunker Italian guy... How am I messed up in my viewpoint of Italian women? Well, because you're going to judge me exclusively by appearances. You're not going to give me a chance. You're Maybe if how you, you cook. Yes. Yeah. But if you're watching Italian television at all, the only image of women that you're seeing are usually scantily clad bimbos who have not a lot to say. Now, I've noticed that. Whenever I turn on the TV in a hotel in Italy, it's invariably... These and that's been women going on. that are ditzy. And that's been going on for the past 20 years. And Does a that lot sell? That must sell ads. I mean, they wouldn't do it if it didn't resonate with the people. So can't you just blame the people for this? I think we can probably blame. <laughs> this is blame? my pet peeve, the Berlusconi media machine, who was the first one to put this kind of programming on television. And it's all been downhill ever since. Is that right? I think when he started his private media stations, the very first program he put on television was a quiz show where when the contestants got a correct answer, an Italian housewife took off an article of her clothing, and it's been downhill ever since. Strip Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And even one of the most, uh, it's a good program, actually, Striscia la Notizia, which is also on media set, Berlusconi's station. They have the Velina in it, which are the dancing girls. This is like every young girl's aspiration now. They want to be a Velina, a dancing girl. This is a serious political program. They have to have some very good stories on it, but they have to have the dancing girls. So how does a mother handle this when you have these negative role models that are propped up? Wouldn't the young girls aspire to be one of the bimbos on Berlusconi's That's TV? exactly what's that's happening, and that's the tragedy for a future generation. What do you do? Well, I think that sometimes, unfortunately, what I'm seeing is that their mothers have bought into that, too, and have their daughters participate in all of these uh, reality because shows. what and comes along with becoming one of those girls? Yes. It includes fame, wealth, and power. And maybe there's an environment in Italy where the reality is women are going to have a hard time getting an exciting job anyways, so this is your avenue to success. Is there anything to that? I mean, I hate to think that that would be a reality. 
Yes, I think it's a very complex moment in Italy because it's a moment of transitions where we still have the old heritage of a traditional figure of the mother, a very virtuous woman, and then this new very aggressive, uh, very superficial model. And because in, things in Italy change very, very slowly, it's a very complicated situation. But even if you send in your curriculum, you have to send your photograph in. And very often, one of the requirements is bella presenza, beautiful presence. No, I that's think, legal? Yes. It certainly yeah. is. Bella? Bella presenza. In other words, is she cute? Is she cute? Whoa. And I think that here in America, that that would... It would be illegal. That That would not be okay. That goes on then to dealing with sexual harassment in the workplace. I mean, I talk to a lot of my Italian uh, female friends and what they have to deal with in the office, that in the United States, their coworkers would be fired immediately, prosecuted maybe, for the kind of comments or even sometimes the touching that goes on. So men can get away with this in Italy? In the working place, uh, that, that whole stereotype of getting pinched on the uh, on right. the subway, and I, I think that doesn't happen anymore. No, no, but it's more anymore. subtle now. And uh, what's an example? What would be permissible? That would be inexcusable here in the United States. I think a very heavy compliment on some physical trait, attribute no? that right. you yeah, have. Yeah. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about living as an Italian woman in the 21st century with Francesca Caruso, Nina Bernardo, and Lisa Anderson. How has the position of women changed in the last generation? When you think about, in your case, your mother or your your mother-in-law's life, is it better now than it was back then? Well, I think, for example, for the generation before before ours, a generation of our of our mothers, women went to work only if the family needed an extra income. Otherwise, you didn't work. And if a woman worked, it was considered something that would reflect badly on the man of the family. So the woman was supposed to stay at home. Absolutely. I struggled. Yes. I even struggled in my university years with my father. I wanted to work. And he said, you offend me by this desire to go out there and work. So it's a completely different approach. Right. I think that is a different mentality. But now we can. Now we can get. Uh, university degrees. Now we can have a career. So that's a huge thing that's changed. Then whether we can have a wonderful career or whether we have whether we can get somewhere is a different story, but at least we can get started on that path. Yes. I think more women in Italy are getting university degrees than men are. Yes. And as in terms of population, Italian, I think about 10% of Italians get a university degree. So it's already very low and the majority of those people are women. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about living as an Italian woman in the 21st century. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. Allison's on the line in Spokane, Washington. Hi. Um, hey, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious now if the, so the women are working and juggling, like me, 40-something years old, middle class, married, kids, part-time job, helping care for elderly parents, trying to have healthy meals on the table every night. I'm also curious if the men are chipping in like they're expected to here, a lot more with the children and the household chores. That's a good question. I mean, in America, men try to be this uh, sort of contributing part of the domestic scene. Is that considered a, a good attribute or is that considered unmanly in Italy? In Italy, absolutely not. The men are not taking on their share of the domestic chores. If you compare Italian women to other Western European women, the bulk of the domestic chores still lay on their shoulders. Absolutely. And if you read some startling statistics, like 95% of Italian men do not know how to use a washing machine. They don't know how to make it work. Now, this is not European-wide? No. No, oh. this is Italy. No. This is really Italy. clearly. This is this clearly is cl- yes. one of the beautiful things about Italian men. 
<laughs> I mean, you've all fallen in love with Italian men, I think. Well, yeah, mine I, is I, very yeah. atypical. Is Okay, yeah, your men would be yes, atypical. Yes, of course, these are generalizations. I mean, there's a small minority of men who help out at home, but I agree with, with Nina that in general. This is pretty striking. But it's, it has everything to do with the way they're raised. But then you also have that meaning the men are encouraged to be these little mama's boys, and you even have a word for that. Mamone. 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 Talk about mamone in, in, the, in the 21st century. Italian children, but especially Italian boys, are mollycoddled from a very young age. And so everything is done for them. And then well into their adulthood, we have mothers and sometimes even sisters doing their laundry for them, making sure they have meals, so filling their freezers with things they can reheat for themselves. <laughs> it's it's a scary, scary But is that a way reality. to keep men down? I mean, the, these men then are kind of useless. Do women put up with it because, oh, these guys are useless anyways? Or are they being abused? Are the women being abused with this kind of treatment? How, I don't. Quite... I think abuse is a strong word, yeah. but... Taken um, advantage of. Yeah, I would definitely say taken advantage of. But why do Italian women put up with it? Well, I think, again, it's because Italy is, is, again, a very traditionalist country. So these are attitudes that have been passed down, if I may say so, since ancient Roman times. Ancient Roman women were in charge of the education of their sons. They had to transmit to them what it meant to be a Roman man. And being a Roman man also implied treating women like things. So it has been women who, over the centuries, have perpetuated this model, this Mm -hmm. system. And that's the thing that I think is a bit devastating at this point. It is, because in some way they're their own worst enemies. Yes, they really are. Last year in Rome, I was talking to people, and not dealing with women's issues and so on, but just in general, people were so disillusioned about change that fine families with, with lots of opportunity aspired to have their children just get government jobs where they could be mindless and not fired and get a paycheck. That's an obsession in Italy. Just get a, get a government job. Security. 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 So women have to kind of have that security too. And it's, it's really indicative, I think, of a society that's got some, some very fundamental problems. In Italian, they have a word for it. It's called sistemazione. So to be settled in some way in Italy is of the utmost importance. It means that, that you never have any precariousness in your life. So you have a job with a contract where you can never be fired. You get married. You buy your house. You don't get a mortgage for it. Your parents help you out. You have a kid. You're done. And then you don't have to worry. And this is pervasive. I, now that I think of it, I've got so many women friends in Italy that really have this stalemate with their men. And it's just, what's the word? Sistemat- Sistemazione. Ellison in Spokane, is this uh, kind of what you expected, or, or what are your thoughts on that? It's just kind of fascinating. I grew up through the feminist second wave of feminism. I remember being mad at my dad for not helping out at home, but now my husband, it's, he, he enjoys that. It's a cultural thing. It's completely changed in our culture that husbands are expected to help. They're expected to be involved with the children, and I'm just not exactly sure how that shifted from the 70s into the 2000s. You know, I, it's just so interesting to hear how rooted the Italian women and men are in their roles. I feel sort of sad about that. Yeah, so do we. So do we. (laughs) But I do want to tell you, though, that the feminist uh, movement had an enormous impact on Italian society. If I was able to go to university and able to support myself with a job, it's because of the feminist movement. Now, you've got this Catholic kind of um, environment and the Madonna. I mean, Madonna is on the tip of every tongue, it seems like, in Italy. How does that work into the whole equation? I think that really leads to stereotypes in the way men categorize women. And I think in Italy, it's still very much true to put women into two categories. Either you are the Madonna or you are the whore. And so either you are the pure, upright, upstanding person that I'm going to marry and is going to be the mother of my children, and then the other one is the one that I could have some fun with. And I think that is 
and then Still women, quite and then women sort of have to choose what they're going to be. What they're going to be. There's, these are your options. Are you pure? Or are you uh, just or a whore? And whores might have more fun, but if for systematization, sooner or later you're going to get it right, in the Right, exactly. Category. You have no chance of systematization in As that category. Whore. Ellison, thank you very much for your call, and uh, oh. it's been a stimulating conversation. Oh, thank you. Fascinating. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about living as an Italian woman in the 21st century with three women who are doing exactly that. Francesca Caruso, Nina Bernardo, and Lisa Anderson. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Lois is on the phone from Cincinnati. Lois, thanks for your call. Yes. We just traveled in Italy, and uh, we saw so many cathedrals and churches and all the religious paintings of the past. But then one wonders, how does that affect your uh, culture today? How important is the Catholic religion in the lives of Italians today? If it is a significant factor, would it be a more cultural or faith-based value? I think that's an excellent question. I think it's something that maybe for Americans we have to remind you is that in Italy there's no religious differentiation. What's that what, mean? What do you well, mean? Well, that over 95% of the Italians yeah. are Catholic, so there's really very little awareness of other faiths and other religions. So okay, what is, so religion so, means you're Catholic. Yes, it's, in, in, so in, it's a culture. It's exactly what you said. It's, whether it's you're cultural. Or not. Yes. Right. It's, it's a culture you're raised in, it's a value system that you're raised in, much more than the actual practicing faith. And how does that impact women then? It's the image of Mary. It's a self-sacrificing kind the of image. The backbone of the yeah. family. Right. Exactly. The mother with a capital M. And then the Catholic Church would have a huge impact on even the laws that They women have a have very to live strong voice, absolutely. absolutely. And political parties like to cozy up to the Catholic Church. So what are the contentious issues among laws now in Italy that, that women would be tuned into? I've heard talk over the last few years about uh, repealing abortion laws, mm-hmm. and Italian women took to the streets when that was... To defend the church's stance on it. No. Oh, to go... To maintain the right to, to have an abortion. It. And it's, it's the abortion rate in Italy is extremely low. I think it's among the lowest in all of European countries. But they do not want to lose the right to have a safe oh, and legal so abortion. Italy has and the right it's to subsidized an by now. the state. In if the you need an abortion, you can go through the state medical system. So the Catholic Church and the government was trying to change that, and women hit the streets it's to it, defend absolutely that. Absolutely not. And Catholic as Italy is, there's no problem with birth control. People can control. Right. Their it's own very easily population. accessible. But change. again, because of the sistemazione that we talked about earlier, it takes much longer to get to that point where you feel that you have the stability to start a family. You know, my husband's parents' generation, they were able to to work and save, even if they weren't doing anything incredibly important in terms of job. Whereas we're looking at our generation, we're never going to be able to do for our children what his parents were able to do for us. But Italians still have that objective. They want to provide a home for their children. They want to completely pave the road to systemizare. Mm-hmm. See, see. You know, we've been sitting here talking about all the frustrations of being a woman in Italy. But you're all free people. You're all very uh, talented and capable. You could carve out a beautiful existence anywhere, and you choose to live in Italy. Let's finish just by saying, what's the best thing? What do you appreciate about being a woman in Italy? Francesca, (laughs) if anything. No, but I have to say one thing I do appreciate about Italian men, and I say this because my father of my brother Italian, is how sensitive they can be and how unafraid they are of expressing their weaknesses, their moments of fragility. Yes, I think that's a... a, I would definitely agree with Francesca there. And they are in some ways more poetic 
because they are in tune with that sensitivity. But that's the courting stage, isn't it? Mm, My no. husband is still a gentleman. Is that yes. Well, that's good. But once the exaggerated phase is over, I always quote that, that the famous survey among European women who are the best lovers in Europe, the Italians, but only for two weeks. And as Nina always says, they have a short, short shelf, shelf life. life. <laughs> <laughs> the best lovers in Europe, the Italian men. But... They have a short shelf life. I love that. Two weeks, two weeks. But I I think that sometimes that sensitivity, I think it does stay. And I think it adds quality to relationships, the fact that you can discuss. uh, So that's endearing. I think so. Nina, what do you like about being an Italian woman? I would agree with Francesca about that. And I would just say that when I moved to Italy, it is for all its faults and all its complications. And maybe that's what makes it appealing, just an easy place to fall in love with. And then once you fall in love... It's very hard, I think, to extricate yourself from that once you realize some of the negative realities of it. You've already fallen in love. So Interesting, then, yes. So Because it is a place that disarms you. you absolutely, just, it you, does. You, you and dis- when you get there and you don't know the reality yet, everything seems beautiful. And then you get in touch with the reality, and that makes it more interesting, I think. And I love the, I love the contradictions of Italy. Because both you and Lisa went to Italy 15 years ago intending to stay for a year. Right. I have a very good friend who's British, married to an Italian as well. And we talk about, you know, when we're having a bad Italy day, a bad Italian day. But then we start going over. But if we were back in England, in the States, you know, I think the quality of life that we enjoy there is still exceptional. You have an actual term, we're having a bad Italian day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say more about that. What does that mean? Just... I can't imagine having a bad Italian day. <laughs> <laughs> Lois in Cincinnati is dreaming of an Italian day, a bad Italian day. All right, me too, Lois. <laughs> Try going to the post office. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, I think you've got more good Italian days than bad Italian well, days. Well, that's why we're all there, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's why we're still that's there. Right. Nina, Francesca, Lisa. Mila grazie. And buon fortuna. Can I say that? Buona fortuna. <laughs> Buona fortuna. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Rick Steves' Italy is America's top-selling Italian guidebook. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guides for Rome, Venice, Florence, and Tuscany. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for Italy and beyond, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.